you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Welcome to the NL Fantasy Live podcast. Jason Smith alongside Michael Fabiano, Elliot Harrison. Our theme song for the entire run of our podcast has really been down, boys, so why not begin with it? Yeah, man, and I love that song. That's the best Warren song. It gets me fired up almost as much as fantasy football gets me fired up, Smith. Really? Now, Elliot Harrison, you say down, boys, not a first-round fantasy pick in Warren song. Uh, he's know, crazy. I think right now it's, it's, it's a song by committee. But if okay. I had to, uh, <laughs> I, I go. Uh, I think Uncle Tom's Cabin really gets the goal line carries for All me. Right, yeah, uh, maybe not in between the thirties. Okay, but I think when you say sometimes she cries, that's inside the thirties. I'm, I'm cool with that. None of you have mentioned Heaven, which is their biggest hit. Yeah, yeah. Uncle Tom's right. Cabin is pretty good because when Down I hear, Boys is the song. I saw Red when I opened all the rose petals falling down over Janie Lane's piano. When I hear the song Heaven, I think of Brian Adams' Reckless album from 1985. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say, when I think of Heaven, I think of uh, Mike Heaven, defensive back out of Illinois in 1986. I think of Lonnie Anderson. <laughs> Very special podcast. Fantasy Bane will make an appearance. Fake Jerry Jones will stop by as we get you set now that the preseason entirely in the books. And I know it's week four. We don't see a lot of stuff. But, guys, there were some pretty big headlines. Number one, let's start in Oakland where Terrell Pryor was supposed to win the starting job. And Dennis Allen had handed it to him. But a horrendous night, three out of eight, one interception for Terrell Pryor. And the Raiders said they know who their starting quarterback is going to be, but they're not going to name him until the appropriate time. Obviously, Matt Flynn has zero fantasy value. Yep. If it's Terrell Pryor, though, Fabs, that's a different story. I, people will tell me that I'm nuts, but I'm telling you right now, Terrell Pryor, if he is the starter, and I believe that he will be, will make an impact in fantasy football. I've said it before. I'll say it again. When a quarterback can run the football, he's got added value. He can be an asset. Tim Tebow comes directly to mind two years ago. Couldn't throw the ball accurately. Was about, what, 45% completion percent? I mean, he was awful. But because of what he could do with his legs, he was a top 12 fantasy quarterback. I, I'm not going that crazy on Terrell Pryor that he's going top 12 because the quarterback position is so deep. But 
he should be drafted late as a two in every 10-team league or beyond. Elliot, you high on him or no? We were high on him. <laughs> well, I, I agree with Fabs about uh, Pryor. I mean, look, just because the guy stinks in reality, in fantasy, it's about whether or not he can get you those chunks of rushing yards. Is he going to get you the scores? The thing that I'm hesitant about, and I was hesitant on, on Friday's Fantasy Live about, are these knucklehead throws. You know, Pryor's a right-handed quarterback. You're going to roll out to your left and throw a jump pass? I mean, who throws a jump pass anymore? I, I, Tim I got, Tebow. I'm kind of glad he brought it back. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I mean, I, I like the pre-1950 pigskin, but he's thrown two of those jump balls in the preseason. Whether or not you get the rushing yards, minus two still kills you on the interceptions. If he throws two picks per game, you're automatically starting out in the hole. He's got to get 40 rushing yards just to make up for that. But he's someone who, I, I from a standpoint of fantasy, I look at him like a Cam Newton when it comes to running the football. He's not as good a passer as Cam, and, and, and that's evident. But he's a guy that's going to run for between 50 and 75 yards a game, and he's going to take the ball and run into the end zone with it inside the 20s. They, they've given him the carte blanche to, hey, you take it and tuck it and run it when you want to. They want to play to his strengths. So to go back to compare, when, when Fabs would say this about Tebow a couple of years ago, without throwing a pass, Terrell Pryor starting every game between 11 and 12 fantasy points. Before he even throws a pass, it's hard to go against that. I'm not sure or I'm not confident that Pryor is the same quality of player as Tebow. I'm not confident about that. I mean, yes, Tebow is not a good passer and Tebow is not an NFL quarterback, but we're also talking about arguably the greatest college football player ever, maybe in the, or in the top five if you don't believe he's the greatest. Tim Tebow was not stupid about where he threw the football. He just threw it woefully inaccurate. These jump passes where you're just throwing it up for grabs on second and five, that's that's just dumb. You know, Pryor's got to learn. I mean, now I'm sure the coaching staff's going to be all over him and be like, dude, you can't do that to us right now. I'm not insinuating that Pryor's dumb. I'm just saying that those throws were really bad. And once again, if you have two interceptions, Jason, that means you're 40 yards in the hole. So if he runs for 60 yards and a touchdown, you're thinking, hey, 12 points, uh, minus four, you're at eight points. Fabs, you do that math with Elliot. The math is what we're talking about from a fantasy perspective. We all we all want to score points. We all want to have players who score points. And, yeah, the, the negative points for interceptions is certainly going to hurt Terrell Pryor. But, you know, I, I agree with Jason. If And, and let, let's, let's talk about this from a passing perspective. He gives you 200 passing yards. It's not really that great of a game in the NFL anymore. That's eight fantasy points, okay? And if he gives you 50 rushing yards, that's another five. That's 13 points right there. And... Give him one touchdown. One. Rushing. One rushing touchdown. Okay. 19. Okay. You're at 19 fantasy points. And I, to me, this is on the low end. I'm not even giving him a passing touchdown. You give him one pick, he's down to 17. Even two picks or two turnovers, he's down to 15. That's still pretty decent. It's a viable start. That's but he throws one decent. touchdown pass because you think a starting quarterback is right. going to throw at least right. one touchdown pass hey, a week. I, I, I that agree puts with you at 21. I, I'm not poo-pooing Terrell Pryor. I, I've, I've talked him up, actually, on our show. I think he's viable. I just wouldn't go overboard. I don't think he's anywhere no, no, in no. the league of, of any of these don't, other guys. Of course not. Don't draft. He shouldn't be drafted until one of the last five rounds. Yep. He, he really shouldn't be. But, and again, I say this all the time. I use the word upside. Why draft Joe Flacco, who has no upside whatsoever statistically, or Phillip Rivers, who's already hit his ceiling three or four years ago, when you can draft Terrell Pryor, who has a big ceiling? Why do that, you know? I mean, the, these these backups in fantasy, these number twos, these guys aren't going to give you anything anything more than they've already given you. Why not go after a guy who can give you more? 
if it doesn't work out, you drop him. And there's going to be plenty of good quarterbacks on the waiver wire. Hey, you're going to wave be there. Palmer yeah. might be there. You're going to the wave wire. half your. That's what people forget about when they draft. Oh, this guy I'm drafting. You're going to turn over half your roster by the time you hit week six, week seven. I mean, that's you talk yep. about drafting fifteen or sixteen guys. You'll keep your core players, which you do. You make trades. That's different. But you'll turn over eight, eight, nine, eight or nine guys. Shoot, you'll add or drop Jeremy Curley five times in the first. I've seven already weeks. done that. <laughs> I haven't even drafted yet. No, I know. That. Why Jeremy Curley is my friend. You know me, Jets. We're going to have a big season. Not. Yeah. All right. Let's stay in New York where the other big headline coming from Thursday night was Andre Brown's fractured leg means he's going to be out of action a while. And, Fabs, suddenly David Wilson's fantasy value, if you were expecting to get him in the fifth round before, yeah. which is about where he was. He's yep. about a fifth-round yep. pick. Yep. Now where is he? Forget it. He's going in the third round, I, w- I, would, uh, I would predict. He's going to be a third-round pick. This kid is so explosive and – uh, that run that he that he had against the Jets, it was like an 80-yard touchdown run yeah. where he went down the field and just beat every Jet defender down the field, the defensive backs, <laughs> which, you know, I enjoy when, you know, the Jets don't do well because it makes do. Jason Smith sad. And, uh, you know, you've made us all hate the Jets and the Mets also. <laughs> but this guy has got the talent to take the ball to the hole. What, what is that? New York, New York. Oh, okay. Is that you? Wait, no, no. Nice. I think, oh, you know what? Wait, because Elliot just like bent underneath no, the desk. You know, know what Elliot's doing? doing? No, two, you know what he's doing? Two. Fabs gets excited about Wilson. Nice fantasy, fantasy computer, computer making back. an appearance. Yes. Listen, this will be the first member of either New York team drafted in your fantasy league now. David Wilson is going to rush for a thousand yards. He's going to give you seven or eight touchdowns. And he's got no one to take goal line carries from him anymore because Andre Brown. This reminds me of going to Yankee Stadium. You know that? Good night. Drive I, safely, everybody. I love it. The Yankees win a game, and then old Blue Eyes plays. It's a Gary Ward thing. pops out to but Ernie again, Riles. Gary, and stop lose. it. But again, Gary Ward. Wow, that's an old <laughs> reference. But again, uh, Wilson, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, has any player in the preseason seen his value skyrocket? Like David Wilson has David Wilson, D'Angelo Williams, two guys. Eddie Lacy, seen, yeah. I mean, but David Wilson's the, the top of that list. You're lost. Sorry, that, and, was, and, that was a little way in it. What from, uh, vacation? Oh, <laughs> I just want to say this. That was Harrison. brutal. I just want to say this that. Can you play Holiday Road, Christian Glenn, our producer? Get Holiday Road up and play some of that. That is uh, Lindsey Buckingham. Here's the thing with David Wilson. Yeah, there really is nobody there. I mean, no. When you talk about, and he doesn't have to worry about looking over his shoulder. No. I mean, really, their depth chart, they are hurting. It's kind of like the Buccaneers. Like, yeah. after Doug Martin, you know, yeah, nothing. And Mike James right. is, is the backup. <laughs> and right now, the backup for David Wilson is DeRay Scott. Darrell Scott, Michael, I mean, Ryan Terrain is there, right. too. Right. Now, there's That's... other there's other teams where we'll say, hey, this guy's the clear-cut starter, and he doesn't have to worry about a, another guy vulturing. For example, Seahawks, Marshawn Lynch. That's <laughs> Lindsey Buckingham. <laughs> right, you don't, no, you don't have to worry. This long to hear, you don't, to don't, worry about, no, I don't, don't have to worry about Kristen Michael. I don't, yeah. I don't buy into having to worry about Kristen right, Michael. Right, but at least Kristen Michael's a pretty good player. Right, the right, Giants right, right. don't have anyone like a Kristen Michael. The Giants don't even have Philip Tanner. Yeah. You know, they, they don't have anything. So bad. you're That's right. David Wilson is shooting. I mean, the fantasy computer felt like he had to get in there. I'm, really? glad, I'm glad you warmed up the fantasy computer. Yeah. Although, you know what? Tell me the three players I enjoy hearing Elliot Harrison talk about the most. I don't know why, but I do. Philip Tanner. Okay. Leonard Hankerson. Yeah. And Isaiah Peed. 
Really? It's just whenever we're doing Fantasy Live and it's like, okay, who's got a big sleeper for this week? Well, Elliot always comes up with one of those guys. It's a, it's Philip Tanner, it's Isaiah Pete, or Leonard Hankerson. And Hankerson's. you ever notice that he always talks about Felix Jones even when he doesn't play for the Cowboys? Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's big Felix, yeah, Today, Felix Jones. Today on Fantasy Live, you were talking about the Pittsburgh Steelers version of Felix Jones. Which has... Another terrific, uh, yeah. a terrific <laughs> pick by the Dallas Cowboys <laughs> in the last 10 years. And a guy who I don't think you should draft at all. That's a, that is no. free agent five. No, you can't. Look, can you... How much can you draft Isaac Redman? I mean, he looks like he's going to be the starter. We think he is, but Jonathan Dwyer is going to get some carries. Eventually, Le'Veon no, is coming back. It doesn't matter who the starter is on that team. That's a shared backfield. Redman could start. Dwyer could start. It doesn't matter. Unless you see Barry Foster or Jerome Bettis back there, that's a committee. You know, oh, tough question. That's a heavy no. committee. You remember Barry Foster? Love Bar- Bananas Foster, yeah. yeah. Great story about Barry fantasy. Foster. So, in 92, he led the NFL and or finished second to Emmitt Smith in rushing. Had a good season in 93, good season in 94. Carolina Panthers, sign him, okay? They're expansion team. So the NFL has Barry Foster tape these national commercial spots that, that come on like in, in over the summer or during a training camp where he says, every yard I gain, I'm going to be the all-time leading rusher for the Carolina Panthers. Dom Capers cuts him two weeks in the camp. <laughs> Didn't like the commercials. He just was like, well, what are we paying this guy for? That was pure greatness. But I have a Steelers question for both of you guys. I think one of the toughest John guys, one of the toughest guys in fantasy this year, to accurately uh, not only predict where he's going to go, but where he should go, mm-hmm. is Emmanuel Sanders. I, I really feel like you don't know. I, I feel like he's overvalued just because Mike Wallace left and Heath Miller's hurt. We really don't know what to think from the guy. He's a, he's a clear two in Pittsburgh. Yeah, but is he even worthy of a three? No. On your fantasy team. No, you should be drafting no. him late. He's a four or five. And and I said this on uh, NFL Fantasy Live today about reducing risk. You really have to reduce risk with some of these players that we don't – we might like them, but we don't know if they're going to – like I've been talking about Lamar Miller all offseason and all preseason. I can't guarantee you that he's going to end up putting up RB2 numbers, so you draft him as an RB3. You have to reduce risk. Risk when you when you're when you're drafting players like this. There's no risk really in drafting Marshawn Lynch or Adrian Peterson. Right. They're, they're, I would argue there's still a little bit of risk in drafting Doug Martin because he's done it one time. That's why I like Lynch over him, for example. But it's all about reducing that risk, and you've got to map out the number of players where you know what these guys I think are going to put up numbers guaranteed. And then there's another list of players. You know what? They're good last year, or they've got upside this year. But there's no guarantee they're going to put up good numbers. So by reducing risk, you're going to help yourself in terms of building a better and more balanced fantasy team. If Lamar Miller's your three, I mean, you know, that could turn out to be gold right there. You bet. You if bet. he's a two, you're running a little bit of risk. And that's the guy who you always know who that guy is because after the draft, he says, look at my team. And you're like, well, that's not great. But you say, yeah, but if my number two running mm-hmm. back plays well, and if my wide receivers come through, and if this tight end is good, and if the then, well, okay, that's great. But that's too many ifs. You I can agree. have a couple of ifs, but you have too many because you, you need too many things to come to come through. Doesn't mean it's impossible, but if you're counting on okay, Pierre Garcon's got to stay healthy and come through for me all season long, and Antonio Brown's got to stay healthy Nicks. and come through all season long, and Akeem Nix is going to do it for me, and Lamar Miller's going to come through, and Chris Ivory is going to be the guy the Jets wanted when they draft him. Those are all talented guys with upside, but that's too many guys to have on your team where you go, boy, I'm not really sure. Right. Well, and actually, on that point, I think a good number to to shoot for as far as risk is two maximum on your team. And never at the same position group. Well, in your starting lineup. Yeah, you you don't want to have two guys. In other words, you don't want to draft DeMarco Murray and Darren McFadden, for example. I don't want to have two guys. I don't want to draft either of those guys. Right, right, but I'm just making the point that I don't want 
two guys that are risk. I think Jordy Nelson's a little bit of a risk right now because he's banged up. And Akeem sure Nix, I sure don't want to draft Jordy and Akeem Nix. I, I don't want to do it. Right, exactly. Now, if I have a risky play at one wide receiver and a, a risky play, maybe Lamar Miller, I'm cool with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And, and again, it, it's, it's about being smart. You have to take some calculated risks in fantasy drafts. Like in the Celebrity League with, with uh, Jerry O'Connell and those guys and Scotty Porter, uh, I took Rob Gronkowski in the fifth round. I felt, you know what, at that point, he was worth the risk. My next pick was Robert Griffin III. At that point, I, I thought, you know what, he is worth the risk here. Um, but it's all about reducing risk here when you're talking about building a balanced fantasy starting lineup. Now, I'm glad you mentioned tight ends. You talked about guys right there because the beginning of the preseason, we thought, or it's all through the offseason, this is such a crapshoot tight end-wise because it's Gronkowski is injured. We know how good Jimmy Graham is. And then you got Jason Witten, Tony Gonzalez, and then it just falls off a cliff. Yep. But now as we've seen the preseason unfold, tight end has become a very deep position where you can wait and draft someone with upside. It's not like, well, I have to stick with Ed Dixon and hope he comes through like it was a lot of times last year. Boy, maybe Brandon Pettigrew will come through for me. But here's your here's your top 12, 13 tight ends. These are all guys I wouldn't mind having any of these guys as my starting tight end. We got Graham, Witten, Gonzalez, and you get to Kyle Rudolph, certainly upside. Mm-hmm. Kyle, the, the, the red zone reindeer. Vernon Davis, okay. Jermichael Finley, who's had a big preseason. Brandon Myers, who could have huge numbers with the Giants. Gronkowski, who when he does come back, will be Rob Gronkowski. Jared Cook has a lot of upside. Looks like he's going to be one of Sam Bradford's favorite guys. Mm-hmm. Fred Davis coming back. There's certainly potential. Had potential there. Here. Greg Olson, you've already seen what kind of reception uh, total he's had with Cam Newton. Owen Daniels, who's always solid every season. Throwing Jordan Cameron Fabs, who you're really high on. Yep. Those are 13 tight ends where if I have one of them, I'm happy. There's only one guy on that list that I still have a problem with. That's Jermichael Finley. I just don't trust him, guys. I okay, don't. I agree with you there. Vernon Davis is on that list. Yeah, well, I'm cool with Vernon that. Vernon Davis, and everyone is all about Vernon Davis, and the opportunity is there, and he's going to play wide receiver, and they don't have anybody else, and that's all correct. It's all correct, and he's got a very good quarterback under center in Colin Kaepernick. With that being said, Vernon Davis stunk last he year. He did, and it's still he running football team. with Kaepernick at the quarterback position, even worse than he did when Alex Smith was the quarterback. So that's not a guarantee that Vernon Davis is suddenly going to morph back into the tight end who was the top-scoring player at his position just a few years ago. You never know. I, I agree with that. Just bear this in mind. I, I, I'm, I'm assuming you don't like my analysis there, Christian. <laughs> oh, no, actually, I don't like it, but I thought people in general. Well, okay, oh, I understand. All right. all right. But just bear in mind something. Last year, the 49ers had Crabtree, who mm-hmm. went off in the second half of the season. Yep. They had Randy Moss, who, granted, didn't have great production, but Randy Moss did score a couple touchdowns and did have some production. They had Mario Manningham, and they had Delaney Walker. Yep. Delaney Walker's in Tennessee. I believe Manningham is on the pup list, if I'm not right, mistaken. Right, coming off an ACL. Randy Moss is gone. Yeah. And Crabtree is gone. Crabtree may come back in December. Is that what we're thinking he could come back? They're talking about like around Thanksgiving at Forget some point. Forget it. Forget it. Okay. So all all that Vernon Davis has to compete with right now, okay, is Anquan Bolden. So if you said, sure. all right, Finley and Vernon Davis are both sitting there. Who are you taking? I'm going Vernon Davis. Right. I am too. He's still a top five tight end. And part of the reason is because of what we mentioned. He's going to have opportunity. And Dennis Pitt is out, and Aaron Hernandez is no longer in the mix in fantasy. So that's why he's moved up. Before all that happened, I had him 7th or 8th. But 
there's a lot of risk involved with some of these tight ends once you get past the top four. I think Witten is a guarantee. I, Gronkowski, once he comes back, is a guarantee. Tony Gonzalez, how can you not think he's a guarantee? He does it every year. And, of course, Jimmy Graham. But there's, en- there's enough guys that it's not – but you're not stuck with guys Agreed. like you were last year looking for the next – playing plug-and-play. Are you wearing an L.A. Express T-shirt? I am wearing an L.A. Express T-shirt today. Look at that. Today. Adam Rank yeah. would be proud of you. Moonlight Graham. I think they still Century owe City Mall. Young money. You want a good, uh, <laughs> you want a good L.A. Express uh, story? The best game that no one ever saw? No. Okay. So they're on the the bus going from practice, and this is when they were really having money problems. Steve Young's a 22 year old rookie; he signed a 40 million dollar deal back in 1984. Yeah, just stupid money to some of the USFL players. So they're on the bus. The bus driver literally stops from taking them home from practice, and they're like, "Why? Why are you stopping the bus?" He goes, "I hadn't been paid." He hadn't been paid. <laughs> is that right? So the story goes that Steve Young had to get out of the bus. I believe it was Gary Plummer that told me this. Remember Gary Plummer, the old yeah. linebacker mm-hmm. for the Niners, Niners. and Chargers? Yep. Played in the USFL. That Steve Young had to get off the bus, go to the ATM, pull money out, and pay the bus driver so that they could all get, wow. a, get a ride back. And I was thinking ATMs. There were ATMs back, yeah, in, AT, back then? Yeah, and I think you could pull $5 out back okay. then. <laughs> Remember you could pull $5 out of the ATM? That's awesome. Get charged a uh, dollar fifty to pull five dollars. You know, we we go off the rails so quick on this show, and it's yeah. just I love it. All right, we if the just, fact the fantasy cantina the coming up in a second, but let, let me throw this by as we're looking forward now to week one a little bit here in the National Football League. Let me throw, now. I know you guys haven't had a chance to to get in you know in depth with a lot of different things, but will the Tampa Bay Buccaneers be your number one ranked defense week one? Oh man, will Tampa Bay be? They're well, going to be mine. Patriots. Patriots, okay. Patriots yeah, are number up there. two. The Colts are up there also yep. Yep. because they're playing the Raiders. Yep. So, well, just defenses that I like in general this year. I like Miami. I think Miami is somebody that you can either get off the waiver wire or draft mm-hmm. very late. Uh, and you know, I was one of those people that thought the Bears were going to have a huge drop off on defense. I don't see that now. Are they going to repeat what they did last no. year? No, they nobody like can. Ten no, touchdowns. No defense. Fabs, was that the greatest fantasy season a defense has ever had? I, you know, at least when you've been I, playing. I can't. You- I can't say for sure because you know the the Buccaneers had a heck of a defense. You know, back in the two thousands. Uh, it, it's got to be up there, though, because uh, Ravens they, had a lot of years. When yeah, they it was yeah. 240 Lewis. points. It was 220. It was two, ridiculous. Ridiculous. 220, yeah. 221, yeah. whatever it takes. I can tell you, <laughs> it's, it's definitely one of the highest scoring in recent history, that's for sure. I think there'll be a drop-off, but I don't see the Bears falling out of the top 10 in fantasy defense. If you want to draft the Bears defense, I would definitely do it. But not until later. Not until later, but don't wait until the 15th round well, to, take, see, that's what I to do. take your defense. I, that's what Fabs does, and I don't know. Well, agree. 15, no, that's a kicker. If we're going in standard NFL.com league, it's a 15th. That's a kicker. Defense, uh, not before the 13th round for me. You know what? Because I like to stream defenses. I like to do that. If I don't get a stud defense, hey, that's fine with me. I'll play the Bucks this week against the butt fumbles. It's always defense and kickers, your last two picks. It should be. Your Smith. last pick should be a defense. Your last pick pick should be a kicker. Cardinals Tampa defense. Bay will be my number one. Where, where would you put the Cardinals defense? Oh, I'll put the Cardinals defense up there. I think they're a sleeper. Yeah, I, I like the Cardinals. The problem with the Cardinals defense is that as good as they are, are you going to play them when they play the Niners and when they play the Seahawks? You're probably you're not because you're going to play the matchups. So that's four games a year. That's almost half of your fantasy Agreed. year where you have a defense that you're not going to play. Same thing with the Rams. I love the Rams defense. Yes. The Rams, oh, they, they get after the quarterback. They shut you down. And now you know they're getting better in the return game. But that's four games a year. I'm still not going to play the Rams when they play those offenses. So that's a tough thing when you draft defense because you think, okay, I got a defense for all season. You know, Maybe you do, but chances are by week three it's, well, do I have a better match? 
matchup here. The Raiders' offense is awful. Who are the Raiders playing? Who are the Jets playing? Who are one of these teams playing? So you're going to don't fall in love with your defense because as much as you like them, you're going to wind up changing them. Yeah. How about the Cowboys' defense? Sleeper? Man, I've I, number one. We've spent a lot of time on defenses. This is like uh, I know you this hate is this. The most we have, but I, I know people got to draft. Can, them. I know defenses can be important. It's a trust issue with the Cowboys, too. Yeah. I mean, I know Monty Kiffin's in here. You know, they've got Rod Marinelli. The Easiest good... schedule in the NFC. And they could very well turn into a top-ten defense. Am I drafting them? No. Probably not. Especially not in week one against the Giants, and Elliot and I know this far too well. Yes. <laughs> we always give up a ton of points to Eli Manning and the Giants. Always. We looked at Fabs. Uh... Always. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, I think this is the perfect time. To get to the Fantasy Cantina. And no rules. Anything goes. We talk about anything. And I know for certain Fantasy Bane is going to make an appearance. Has one big question he wants to ask for week one of the NFL season. Is that so, right? You know what we haven't heard from? Who's that? We heard the Fantasy Computer. Not nah, Fantasy Predator. I think he's around someplace. Oh. We haven't heard from him yet. He typically doesn't show up during the Cantina, though. He's very random. Yeah. He really is. Yeah. yeah. Fantasy Predator shows up about as often as fake Jerry Jones does. No, uh, Predators, he's, he's probably the most rare, I would Yeah, say. He, he's very rare. But, you know, since we got the band back here for, for an hour here on the podcast this week, I, I think he might show up. All right, we'll, we'll see, we'll see what up. happens. I know Fantasy Bane is getting mic'd up, getting ready to come in and talk. So l- let's throw this out there. Let's start the cantina off with, with kind of a fun topic. Last night, Michael Fabiano and I were at the NFL Network sales draft. All, all the sales guys in, in uh, NFL Network had their big draft, and we went and tried to help people draft a little bit and give them advice. And it was during the draft that the news broke of Andre Brown's fractured leg. And I said to you, Fabs, well, it's in the middle of the draft. Shouldn't the commissioner stand up and say, hey, just so everybody knows, Andre Brown just fractured his leg? And you said, no, this that's heresy to have that happen. No. Why? Because it's in the middle of it. It's the, if it was before if the draft, I understand. If you're not paying attention, then you should des- you deserve to get Andre Brown. But you're doing you're doing hurt. the draft, though. It's in the middle of the draft where All's this news broke. All's fair in love and fantasy football, my friend. Wow. Really? All's, no. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if it was before the game, I get it. Like, if it was, you have to do your research and you don't know. Because how many times did you see a guy get hurt in a preseason game, your draft is early the next day, and the person doesn't know, and it's like, well, I'm sorry, you should have known that before you came to the draft. But this is actually why you're trying to draft and figure things out. Too, too much faith in Fab's kindness. <laughs> Fantasy computer. It's and not like, about being kind. You know what? It's about... Winning championships. All right, Elliot, break the tie. Which side? If it was up to you, he's gonna. All right, if you were in a, if you were in a, an all blonde haired, buxom beauties league, okay. Yeah, if Lonnie Anderson had the first, <laughs> pick, would I you would. <laughs> tell them in the middle of the draft that Andre Brown had gotten injured? Uh, we looked at Calista Flockhart, determined she wasn't blonde, uh, <laughs> as more of a brunette, and uh, I called Harrison Ford. And uh, I said I was a big fan of that uh, that movie where they they drop you in that that that, that pot of whatever it is temple of uh, I don't I forget what it's called but uh, I didn't quite understand that uh, the little kid what his role was Smith. <laughs> well, it's, you know it's 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 a difficult movie to figure out. Kate Capshaw was with Steven Spielberg, then not with him, and it was a very difficult movie. I liked the brunette in the first one, uh, you know, and I also liked the guy with the the funny stain on his hand. I, I thought it was a shame when the when the arc burned him. Like oh, that. we tried uh, to pick up the coin and it burned yeah, into his I, hand. I thought the screenwriter should have figured out a cool way to get him back in the trilogy. <laughs> All right, so fake Jerry Jones, where would you uh, lie? Do you need to make 
everybody aware of what's going on during the draft or no? Will Smith, as you know, uh, I, I always believe in fairness and equity. Uh, <laughs> I believe that all of us should make the same amount of money, and I believe that we should all play on a level playing ground. And uh, that's why I made sure to sign Leonard Davis, because I knew that would bring us back down to earth and be an 8 day football <laughs> team. Ah, <laughs> oh, Jerry Jones. And Jerry I swear Jones. to God, it was Leonard Davis who pulled the horse out of the – on the side of the road, I'm pretty sure, right? It was yeah. a drowning horse that he got out of his car and pulled the horse out of a out of a ditch on the side of the road. You know what I love about Jerry is you watched, uh, if you guys saw Hard Knocks, I don't want to spoil it, but it's been out for several days, the, the latest episode, where they go down to Dallas, Cincinnati does, mm-hmm. and he's there with Mike Zimmer, and he's joking around with his former defensive coordinator, and he, he goes down there and says, oh, we're going to lower the... the <laughs> the venture board. Yeah. That's funny. I mean, I like that he gets down there and he messes with his former players and uh, former staff. I mean, he's a, you know, at the end of the day, he's a pretty cool dude. You know, if he's at a, if he's out in, in Dallas and people talk to him, he's talking right back. He doesn't act too big time. Did he buy you a steak once? Is that why you're saying this? No. Okay. You remember when that guy secretly videoed him? I thought that was such baloney. Oh, yeah. That was yeah. such baloney. I'm like, dude, the guy's buying you drinks and stuff and you're going to secretly video him with your phone? Yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah, that's not a... There's a lot of scum. Elliot, we, we hey. like the work you do at NFL, so how about I buy you a porterhouse? I'm just you know, saying, one of those, the like, guy, nineteen ounce ones. The guy gets a little ripped. Now, I have a question for you guys. All right, I know a lot of people are in auction leagues, and yeah. we don't talk about it much. I'm curious, Jason Witten. We say that he's a fifth, sixth round pick in normal drafts. How much are you in a standard two hundred dollar league? The tight end position after Graham. What are you paying for someone like Witten? Because I think that's a tough call. I can't go more than fifteen bucks on a tight end. It's well, unless his name is Jimmy Graham. Well, yeah. Or Graham okay, Kowski. so let's start yeah. there. What yeah. what would you pay for Graham? How high would you go? If you're in a two hundred dollar two hundred dollar cap, you, you know go what? Graham, he's, and then who's next? He's he's got to be coming off the board thirty uh, more. No, I, I would say that more. Much? I, well, I, you I can think, have think, him for that much money. Between, I would say like right around thirty five bucks is good because it, it, thirty five to forty. I think because he's he's okay. going to be. Like having an extra wide receiver in your starting lineup. I would say 30, 32. What do you say, Smith? Oh, I wouldn't. If he was at 22, 25, I would go. But it, once he got higher than that, forget it. Okay, would we agree that Witten's next up? Next tight end on the Witten, tight would end go, rankings? Yes. But, th- but that's After a big... Graham? Yeah. No, it's Gronkowski. You take Gronkowski, even though he's hurt. I and he's going to give you yeah. half production. I w- well, okay. we, we don't know if he's going to give us... Okay. We don't know when he's coming back, but... It, it looks like he's going to avoid the pub list uh, for the regular season. Okay, so Fab said on Fantasy Live, fifth round for Gronk. Yes. I think it's much later than that. Smith, what do you say? For Gronk, he's going to be undraftable for me because someone's going to take him way earlier than I would ever think of drafting him. What yeah. do you pay for him in, a, in an auction? $200. He's going to come off probably, 15? I would say somewhere on, no, more. More? No. He's going to be in the low 20s. Yeah, 20 to 25. Yeah. Wow. And I'll leave him alone. And then Witten should be probably the same way. You know, Witten, you should think of Witten almost like very close. It used to be, okay, it's Gronkowski and Graham, and everybody is is eight miles behind. Now it's kind of Gronkowski and Graham, Witten's just below them, and then you have below them is right below him is Gonzalez. Then you have a bunch of guys who are going to be players with upside. But Witten's right below them. I I would go between fifteen and twenty. But I probably, I, but it's tough for me. Like I said, it's tough for me to spend more than fifteen bucks on a tight end. We should stipulate though in a PPR that value discrepancy between Graham and Witten shortens a little bit, yeah. and and Gronkowski and Witten because Witten is incredibly valuable to PPR. Yep. yep. All right. No another big story. It. Let's stay in the uh, NFC East. RG three has been cleared to play. He tweeted out, you know, God's gift, God's glory. I'm ready. I'm cleared. 
What does this do for you thinking about his draft value? Well, I had him as a sixth-round pick right around that area, sixth or seventh earlier in the preseason because we didn't really know what was going on. And obviously, this is going to help his value. He's going to he's going to rise. Maybe he goes into the fifth round. Maybe some people go into the fourth round. But I still think the same philosophy applies. You wait on quarterbacks. If you can get RG3 in the sixth round, that's like stealing. Let's not forget, this guy was a top five fantasy player last year before he got hurt, and he still finished in the top ten. There's a little bit of risk involved there because of the way he plays. But I also think the Redskins should try to protect him a little bit more. Not going to have so many design runs for him. Elliot, you probably know the exact number because you're just so into the numbers. But RG3, I believe, only threw five interceptions last year. Wasn't it five? It it wasn't that many. He's a really underrated passer. He's very careful with the football. That's what I like about him and I don't like about Terrell Pryor. I thought earlier in the year a good question was who do you start, who's a better start week one because the Eagles and Redskins play each other at Washington. Do you play Vic at Washington or RG3? I I lean RG3 even with the knee, but but I still think it's close. It is close. You want to think that this Eagles offense is going to come out like gangbusters and put a whole bunch of points on the board, but didn't really do that in the preseason. It's... I hope from a fantasy perspective, it comes down to have Eagles on my team. They start out big because I'm going to try to flip them in trade. Because there's, there's no way this offense holds up for 16 games in the NFL. Once you get tape of how they like to do things, you get used to the pace of things. All it's going to take is a couple of three and outs in a row, and suddenly it's going to be, huh, we can't go out there. We're killing our defense. They're gassed right now after the first three series of the game. So they start out big, I'm hoping, and then I can flip a guy like a Deshaun Jackson right. or a Michael Vick and say, okay, hey, you need somebody. I got a guy, and then I can get him for someone who I'm more concerned about or, or less concerned about over the long haul. Cagney and Lacey or Laverne and Shirley? Oh, see, you know what? I was one of those guys that really liked Cagney. I really like Sharon Gless. I, I, I kind of had a thing for Sharon Gless in, like, the early mid-'80s. What about Ginger versus Marianne? Ooh, you know, Ginger would win, but then Marianne would wear those tight short shorts and oh, have the geez. halter top, and I would say Marianne. I'm nice. Gonna, I'm going to go Marianne, Fabs. Yeah, I, nah, I, I was a Ginger lover back in <laughs> the day. Because she was a movie star, <laughs> and she was tall. I don't know, she was just, you know, just more glamorous kind of uh, than, uh, than Marianne was. And, you, know, uh, you know who I asked that question of once? We were joking around about I, at one time I got to meet Eric Davis, you know, former outfielder, played for the Reds and the yeah, Dodgers. Yeah, yeah. And that conversation came up, and it was, oh, you and he said, neither. And someone said, neither. He goes, yeah, Mrs. Howell. Why? <laughs> she had all the money. Do you know Didn't who I used about to have a huge crush on? And I can't even remember her name. You guys Brooklyn Decker. Well, no, I have Catherine Bach. Oh. Uh, no, not even. Jan Smithers. Who? Jan Smithers was Bailey from WKRP in Cincinnati. Now, well, Lonnie Anderson's one of uh, another. Eddie one. Murray. You, you see Lonnie, Lonnie Anderson <laughs> in in, uh, in in Stroker Ace. Oh, oh she yeah. looked good in that. Yeah. But you know the woman who played Bailey was almost Kirstie Alley's role. It came down between is that right? Jan Smithers and Kirstie Alley for that role oh, in wow. Cheers, and she but almost got it. You remember that show, Mama's Place, with the puppet? You don't remember Mama's Place? Mama's Place. I'm thinking Mama's Family no, with Vicki no, no. Lawrence. No, no, no. no. With, Mama's place with, with the. Uh, oh, now I got to look. I'm this pretty up. sure that's what it was. But it was, had a, this Christian. This is way before your time. You're like ten years old. But it, it was the it was the puppet. Maybe it was Mama's place, but it was Mama's something. I, I and googled the, Mama's place and a restaurant in Boston. Okay, it came had up. The, it had a puppet, <laughs> and there was a blonde on there. And my goodness gracious, and I can't remember. I can't remember who it was. I'm going to look it well, up on Google. Well, while Jason's looking that up. Yeah, we'll look that up on Google. Good good question here for you, Fabs. Yep. So we were talking today on the show regarding order of the top of the draft. 
Yep. Peterson won, Lynch two, Foster three. You and I both agreed on that. Yeah. Okay. Foster went for around seventy bucks, I believe, in our mock auction that we did for NFL.com a couple right. of months ago. Right. Yep. Yep. In an auction draft, for those of you that are out there drafting, best advice on what you pay for Foster. He's still going to go for. Do you go over fifty? Oh, he'll go for over fifty. He'll go for between Here, sixty and sixty-five. I think he go will right go for there, that. Yeah. But I'm saying, yeah. is it yeah. smart for you to go over fifty bucks on Foster when you can get someone like Doug Martin? For perhaps forty-eight, no, you, you could get out. Doug Martin's going to be the same. In our right mock around, auction, yeah, but that's that was, around where yeah, Doug I know, Martin but that went. was you know that was that was a little bit ago. I, I still think I got Alfred Morris for thirty something. Martin, Foster, uh, Peterson—they're all going to go for pretty close. You know, pretty close to, uh, uh, from an auction perspective. Marshawn Lynch; those guys are all going to be somewhere in the sixties, maybe high fifties for some of these guys. But uh, Foster's, I, I know he's, I, I would not be surprised. I would not be surprised if Arian Foster came in week one and just went off and then everyone forgot about he, that he ever had any okay. kind of injury. I, I really would. All right, let's close the uh, fantasy podcast and close the fantasy cantina. Let, 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 let's, let's go big here now. Last year, we saw RG3 week one become a superstar yep. uh, against the New Orleans Saints. Week year before that, we watched Cam Newton become a superstar week one. Wow, look at this, Cam Newton. i got to pick him up. Who's going to be that guy mm-hmm. this year? That regardless of position, who's going to be that guy that week one we see and go, this guy is a superstar? A guy we, that, that we're not thinking about, we're not projecting. Who's someone that's going to take us by surprise? Well, this guy has turned into a fantasy star right away. Andrew There's no Luck. wasted years going on. Andrew Luck. I love Andrew Luck. But we've, seen, but we've seen him play really well last year. I know. Though. I understand that. So you're talking about somebody I'm who... I'm talking about someone who we're not sure about. Uh, like, we weren't sure about Cam Newton. We weren't sure about RG3. Even though we, we had feelings about them. Someone we haven't seen or seen very little of. That week one is going to announce themselves as a star. By the way, this is such a great song. It is. This I've is got my answer. You're the, you're the only ones who like wasted years. Look, everything Iron, Iron, Iron Maiden's first album was one of the best albums of all time. And you guys are going to, like, 1989, Wasted Years. It's a great song, though. Oh, Prowler, No Sanctuary, and Running Free, Phantom of the Opera. They still do Phantom of the Opera, and it's, like, the, you know, two lead singers later. I'm trying to think of who I've got my I really like. Go ahead. Give me your guy. I think the guy that has the most, poten- most potential to do that is David Wilson. Because sure, there's no sure. one there, you said week one, who could just take off? I could see David Wilson ripping mm-hmm. the Cowboys for an 80-yard touchdown run. Not saying he's going to get 200 yards on the Cowboys, but you're right. talking not just week one. You're talking about early part of the season. Who could overshoot his draft stock? I think it's David Wilson. David Wilson's a good – I mean, everybody eyes are going to be on him. Yep. You know, people are going to draft him early. They're going to draft him in the third round. There's, he's yeah, a top 15 running back. Right he's now a top he is. 15 guy. Right now he is. Uh, there's no doubt about that. I, I want to look at the matchups a little bit more before I, I answer anything about a breakout guy. Well, in, you have in, no one in, in your gut. In week no, one. no breakout guy, really. In, no breakout guy for Michael Fabiano. You're telling me, but you're, you're giving me like these parameters where, all right, well, it can't be a guy that's done anything before, and we're a little bit sort of hesitant. Well, I gave you, you like, know, like Cam Newton. We didn't know he was a star. We didn't know about RG3. He turned into a star. It has yep. to be a Taurus. And he was born in 1991. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. He's, he's like giving me all these parameters. I got plenty of guys that I like for breakouts, but say that uh, the matchup in week one isn't good. Well, we haven't done a lot of research on the matchups yet, so, you know, we're going to tread lightly. All right. And while, while you tread, I'm going to give you. Oh, there's Fantasy Predator comes in at the end because he likes Guns N' Roses. Wait a minute. Right. I hear him. All right. So uh, Wait a minute. Wait. I, I'm, trying to under, I'm trying to understand what he's saying here. 
Okay. Right. Okay. That's a good pick. I like that. Giovanni Bernard. Could be Giovanni Bernard. Could have one of those so? great all-purpose games against the Bears. And, and, and he that, does that that'll again. be a rough, that'll the be a rough game. Fans is really the only one that understands yeah, the I can Predator. Under, I can understand the I Predator. Hear, did I hear him say that Rocket Queen was GNR's best song? I, no, I think, I, heard, I think he said he liked Antonio Brown in week one. Oh, oh I, love, I like Antonio Brown in week one, I too. couldn't understand the football part, but then I caught the back end. It sounded like he said Rocket Queen live. Rocket Queen is so menacing. Song. That's one of the yeah. best bass guitar lines in music. Yeah. It's so menacing. Oh, wait a minute. Wait. Fantasy Bane is all set. We're going to close the podcast. Fantasy Bane comes in. Has one question he wants to ask. Come on. Sit down. Sit down, Fantasy Bane. How are you? Yes, Mr. Wayne. Oh, how is everyone doing fantasy for this season? Mr. Fabiano. Oh, man. How, how are things? How, you know what I want to know? How the heck do you eat or yeah, drink well, it's with a that mask diet on? that can take a straw and just shove it right through one of the holes that no, I can the, breathe there's through. There's no holes, though. No, Mr. Wayne. It's very tiny. It's one of those coffee straws, like those red ones that have the very tiny opening. Really? But you're a pretty big guy. I don't know that you're going to get that big sucking juice through a straw that oh, small. If it's protein shakes, you wind up with a lot. Mr. Harrison has given me a website to go to to get all that information from. I, I oh, you, is that right? I tell you what, Fantasy Bane, I'm glad you're taking creatine and everything like yes. that. Yes. Remember when you destroyed pretty much all of Gotham? Oh, yes, except for Heinz Ward. I, I couldn't a, destroy him. I was about to I? say, you also destroyed, without us knowing it, all of the Steelers' offense fantasy value, it seems like, at the, at the same time. I'm, well, I'm very impressed with well, that. Well, you can't hang that on me. Uh, they could have fielded another team, Shortly after, you had someone who returned a kickoff for a touchdown who was 38 years old at the time. I think that's a pretty big achievement. Oh, and by the way, Lamar Miller in week one against the Browns. Oh. I like it. No, I'm not seeing I it. I like it. I know you don't like Fan- Lamar Miller. Fantasy LTC. I like it. Fantasy Stop it. LTC. You know what? How do we even let this guy into the building when he blew up Pines Field? I agree. How do we even let you into the building? Well, well Mr. Wayne, fairness, let me tell you, Mr. Wayne, I find my way in. If I can get out of the hole, I could find my way into a building, you Mr. Wayne. You didn't get out of the hole. He wasn't out of the hole. It was the daughter of uh, well, Ra's re- al Ghul. It's revisionist history, Mr. Wayne. They had to make the movie look good at the end, but I was the one that got out. But you know what? I, I don't like the fact that hole. Batman didn't kill you in Down the in end. It was Catwoman coming in and shot you with a gun off the off the bat. The bats. I don't like that. Well, I thought she surprised me. That was a not a fair fight, a two-on-one, Mr. How'd, how'd that feel? Oh, it wasn't very painful it's at kinda all. Like, it's kind of like if you drafted Ryan Matthews last year, right? Oh, that's much more painful, Mr. <laughs> Wayne. Now, Mr. <laughs> Wayne, let me ask you one final fantasy question, Mr. Wayne. Yeah. What do you think of Reggie Wayne? I knew you were going to ask me that question. Well, of course, Mr. Wayne. Uh... He's a very good two, especially in PPR leagues. You know what a PPR league is, Bane? Yes. It's points per reception. Oh, so that means Heinz Ward's touchdown would only count for the defense then. Correct. Oh, and I Heinz can't Ward, him number one. By the way, he never ran that fast in his entire football career. All right, Fantasy Computer, do you concur with Mr. Fabiano and Mr. Wayne? Three, two, 32. Wayne goes in the fourth round. <laughs> Thank you, Fantasy Computer. I'll um, see you guys so in the we, sequel. So we've had the Cantina, Bane, Predator, Computer in like the last three or four minutes. And Mama's Place. I can't. I got to look I, that look, up. I googled Mama's Place, Puppet, Hot Blonde, wait, wait. and Britney Spears came now up. Now I remember what the girl's name was. Oh, what Judy, was her name? Doo, doo. Judy Landers. Oh, yes, she was sisters. Judy Landers and Audrey Landers, they were sisters. What was the show they were on with the puppet? Oh, I don't know. This is a jam right here. 
You know Judy what? Landers. I'll give you, okay. Now, when you talk about a guy that can could shoot up into a breakout star, I don't know if he's going to be a breakout star. But if you just look at the first round of this year's draft, maybe DeAndre Hopkins becomes that guy towards the end of the season. There aren't a lot of guys in the first round of this year's draft that I look at and say, boy, he really – I don't Madam's see Cordero place. Patterson doing I found it. Madam's Place. Not Mama's Place. Madam's Place. Well, look it up. We're totally All off right. the rails now. <laughs> I found <laughs> it. Talking football. It's NFL Fantasy Live podcast at Harrison underscore NFL at Michael underscore Fabiano. I'm at How About a Fresca. Hey, great news. A daily Fantasy Live podcast is coming your way during the regular season. Get your fantasy fix Every single day at NFL.com. You enjoy the hair metal? Elliot Harrison, one last Rocky Balboa impression. This is such a great song. What? Where's your Rocky impression? I don't know. I was really enjoying the Motley Crue. (laughs) 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 All right. We'll see you guys. Hit the the one in the middle. (laughs) Right. Hit the one in the middle. (laughs) Enjoy. Enjoy the hair metal. Enjoy the fantasy. I three of them out there. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.